episode 21, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. We're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Ashley Hales holds a PhD in English from the University of Edinburgh, Scotland. She's a writer, speaker, and hosts the Finding Holy podcast. Ashley's married to a church planter in Southern California suburbs and the mother to four. Her writing has been featured in such places as the Gospel Coalition, Books and Culture, and Christianity Today. Her first book is Finding Holy in the Suburbs, Living Faithfully in the Land of Too Much. When Jesus died on the cross, he invited us to live a new life in a new kingdom. It's a life lived differently than we've ever lived before. And this invitation makes the cross a place of hospitality, where we join together in a new community to tell a new story. This new story affects every area of life, especially the everyday, ordinary moments you don't often think about. But it's in these ordinary moments where God's new story plays itself out in some of the most powerful ways imaginable. In this chapter, Ashley talks about her journey of learning to see the cross in this way and how this new story has changed the way she lives life in the suburbs. The last part of your book, you talk about counter-liturgies. Now, we don't have time to get to all of them, and so people just all have to go and, and buy your book and read it and figure yes. out what you say. <laughs> but there's one question that I have to ask you, because I love, I love this, um, that, that you bring it up, and it is in hospitality. And you say, the cross can become a place of hospitality. What do you mean by that? How does the cross become a... Because the cross is a place of death. How does that invite us into a hospitable environment? Yes. You know, that one was fun to kind of explore in, in the chapter. But, um, you know, I talk about, I mean, hospitality is ultimately making room. And I think, you know, we can do our Martha Stewart stuff or Pinterest or all of these different ways of what hospitality looks like. But we've already kind of talked about how, you know, it's something small. It's embracing the awkward. It's being present to people. And I think the cross really shows us about God ultimately being hospitable, you know, that the cross is small, right? It's just, it's, it's time bound, it's place bound, um, that the cross is bodily, that our faith has to be embodied, um, that the cross also shows us that Jesus is working as, as the host, that he's giving us a meal right in the body in the Lord's Supper, um, and that that's physically present, obviously, on the cross. Um, but he's also the offering, right? He's the offering. He's our atonement. Um, and so he kind of is both setting the table and what we eat, um, you know, on, on the cross. Um, and, you know, that he, what one of the most beautiful moments I feel like on, you know, on the cross is that Jesus, you know, when he sees his mother and he sees John and he kind of reconstitutes their, their relationship by saying, here's your mother, here's your son. Um, that even in the midst of his own pain and agony and that he's cut off from the father, that he sees other people, that he's present with them, that he creates something new. Um, and I think even in our ordinary moments of hospitality, let alone as we see, you know, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper on Sundays, where that becomes kind of a reconstitution of grace and the cross and the meal and our spiritual sustenance, even as we eat together, right? That there is something that happens 
around the table um, that doesn't happen in other places, right? As we share meals together. And so I think, you know, the cross then becomes um, how we see other people, how we make room in our hearts, um, and that we are also in a place of extreme vulnerability, just like Jesus, as we like move in the way of the cross, that we are giving ourselves to people, um, opening our, our homes. Um, yeah, so those are just a few things um, there about you know, seeing the cross as, as a place of hospitality helps us then to be hospitable in small ways. Obviously, it's not saying that, you know, we're the savior of the world by any means. Um, but simply to say that this is ultimately the pattern of hospitality, um, that it's small, it's embodied, it's placed, it's vulnerable. Um, it's for the good of others. It's really being present and seeing others so that God's will can be accomplished. And there's a there's a certain level of empowerment that comes with it too, because um, when Christ sacrifices Himself to be hospitable to us, and then calls us to follow Him in that pattern, it 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 is empowering in that you know you can do it because He's with you. Like this is right. what you're called to do. Right. <laughs> and so yeah, I I, th- I I think it varies. Again, it seems like one of those counterintuitive things that can be very encouraging once you find out how the life of Christ comes into our everyday life. Right. Yeah. I want to transition just a little bit and talk to you about your podcast. So you have an excellent podcast called Finding Holy. Same kind of question. What led you to start that podcast? Was, did the podcast precede the book or were they born out of sort of the same desire or same time? You know, I think the podcast kind of came, you know, I've been sitting on my couch from five to 7 a.m. typing out words on the screen behind it by myself. Um, and so, and there are certain friends I will write or friends we communicate on Voxer, a messaging app, but I really wanted, I wanted the writing and speaking space to be collaborative. And so the podcast became a way for, can I get some of my friends on here and we can talk about things that matter. And it felt really exciting. So, and I really want to help people connect the dots between the things that matter Um, and our everyday lives. And so I felt like a podcast is great. I love having conversations. My friends always talk to me as like, oh, you're the one who asks all the really big questions. That's kind of how I'm known. And so I was like, great, I can do this on a podcast. (laughs) Give my friends a break. That's awesome. And it's so true. Again, that is so much in, in line with our hearts as far as what daily growth discipleship means and creating a lifestyle of discipleship is nothing. I love that connecting the dots. (laughs) And so, um, so I've got to ask you, you ask every one of your guests about their laundry routines. I do. <laughs> Tell us why, because that is a fascinating question. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, it stemmed from, I read a, a little book by Kathleen Norris called uh, Liturgy, Laundry, and Women's Work. It's the, the Quotidian Mysteries, and it was a, uh, a lecture she gave to a college, I don't know, 30 years ago. And she kind of comes back to faith because she shows up to a wedding and the priest, it's a Catholic wedding, and the priest is like cleaning out the chalice, right? And it's part of the Catholic mass. And she's like, look, the priest does the dishes, right? And it became this moment for her of like, God's not actually far off. You know, he is actually intimately involved in the routines and rhythms of our daily life. And so laundry is one of those sorts of things too, right? Where we can say, all of these things matter to God and, you know, our routines and our chores and all of these sorts of things aren't just like hassles to, you know, to do, but rather ways that we can not only experience the presence of God, but also even get a clue on like 
what's going on in my heart? And so I find those those questions of laundry routine really fascinating with my guests. It's been fun. Some people have like super rigid routines and other people like aren't allowed to do the laundry because their spouse does it. And some people just leave it on the floor. But I think like all of that says something about who we are more than just what words we write. So. Oh, it absolutely well. does. I mean, the <laughs> amount of fights that, I mean, they're not like serious fights, but the conversations that happen between uh, my wife and I have just about how we get the laundry done. And like, yep. I hate folding laundry personally because yeah. I had to do it growing up. And so right. like, I'll do the laundry. In fact, I think doing the laundry is easy. Like my wife says, it's like, I, I got to spend the whole day doing the laundry. And I'm kind of like, you just put it in the machine. Like, what do you mean the whole day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, but then you have to fold it. And I'm like, oh no, just, I just pick it up out of the basket and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And then you have my wife and folding laundry is literally her favorite chore. <laughs> Oh, oh really? Just the yeah. folding, though. Yeah. There you go. You can get maybe like a laundry co-op. It'll. That's right. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> we can incorporate community. See, it works. Right. There you go. And vulnerability because everyone's folding clothes. <laughs> That's true. That's a true. Um, one of the questions we love to ask our guests, though, is what is the most valuable thing that you've learned in the Christian life? Uh, because we find that there are these moments when we encounter something with in our relationship, our walk with Christ, we learn something, and it changes our entire perspective. And life can never be lived in quite the same way. And the longer you live, the more of these moments that that, that happen. And so I, we know that there are multiples, but does anything come to mind when I ask that? Like, what's the most valuable thing that you've learned in the Christian life? Two things. Um, one is that like Jesus loves me and you know, Jesus loves me. This I know it's like the most basic truth, but I think maybe just years of acquiring knowledge and information, um, have somehow gotten me away from that at various points in my life. Um, yeah. And so I think just say both, both with the ability like that, I don't have to earn God's favor that I am his child and I get to live out of that has been pretty revolutionary in the last several years. Um, it just experientially revolutionary. I knew it, but to experience it is something different. And then the second thing is probably, you know, my husband and I have been involved in various ministry. He started a campus ministry, um, in Utah. Uh, we've kind of lived different places, but I think really it was when we moved back to plant a church that I realized, okay, if the gospel is actually true, then like that has to be the story that I'm living by. It can't be all of these side stories, you know, about acquiring things or producing things or, you know, having these accolades or, you know, letters after my name functionally, like functionally and practically the thing that needs to define me is a story of the gospel. And so a lot of times that looks like pretty ordinary things like taking walks in my neighborhood and helping my daughter say, I'm sorry. And, you know, telling my husband, sorry, just had a bad day and, you know, let's start over and offer each other forgiveness. So it's often very small things. And um, that that's kind of how that realization keeps happening. I love it. That's beautiful. And uh, I, I, I think we're finding that more and more the same way. It's, God is most present in the most ordinary, smallest moments of our day. And if we give our time and attention to thinking about too far into the future of what our lives may look like and the delusions of grandeur we might have, 
we're ultimately going to end up with a dissatisfied taste in our mouth because it will never it will never satisfy us. Right. And so right. I love I love your book. Um, I love the message in it. Where can people go to find out more about you, follow the podcast, and of course, pick up a copy of this? Yeah. So I am Ashley Hales and everything is AA Hales. So it's aahales.com is my website. Um, and you can go ahead and get the book wherever you buy books, Amazon, University Press, wherever you'd like to go, Barnes and Noble. Um, and the podcast is Finding Holy Podcast. It's available on iTunes and whatever podcast app you like to listen to. Awesome. And we will have links to everything in the show notes, like always. So you guys can jump over there if you can't remember aahales.com uh, or whatever. And so we'll have quick links there. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for being with us today, for being so real and honest and open in your book. I mean, this is incredible that you pour out so much of your life uh, for us and sharing with us. Do you have any other final words that you'd like to share before we get off here? Well, I guess it might be just embracing the awkward and dig into who Jesus says you are. You know, spend some time in a parable and who does God say he is um, and say, okay, how might that shape my tomorrow? It'd be just a great way to start being a good neighbor where you are. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. I love the idea that the cross can become a place of hospitality. It's counterintuitive because the cross is a place of pain and suffering and death. And yet, it's where we receive forgiveness and acceptance. It is where we gain entrance into the kingdom of God and the overwhelming joy that comes from a life lived in his presence. Because of the cross, our entire lives are lived in submission to him and in service to others. As disciples, we can now find God's holiness, even in the everyday activities of the suburbs. And we can participate in the redemption by practicing counter-liturgies that bring the kingdom of God evermore into our present reality, one day at a time. Our lives and our communities have the potential for daily growth as we follow Christ, even in the suburbs. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Ashley Hales and her work, check out aahales.com. If you like what you've heard, be sure to pass it on to a friend. Then leave us a review. It's the best way you can help get this content into the hands and ears of those who want to create a lifestyle of discipleship. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.